0: hello and welcome to season three of the present podcast from toronto canada welcome and welcome to those that are new and i just wanted to let you know that I've received an audience f- worldwide, so thank you for calling from, for those of you that called from Italy, and uh, they're doing really well in the Euro Cup right now, and from for those from Japan and Vietnam, hello, and Australia and other areas of the world, good morning, good afternoon, and hope you're having a wonderful evening wherever you are on the planet. So, I wanted to continue with the goals, but the section that I'd like to continue on the goals is when you are ready to have the plan of action. I discovered an article that delved into the, shall I say, spiritual aspects of planning an action of goals. And, so before I begin, I would like to read a quote to you. And I am scrolling on my Instagram, and I am scrolling for a quote that catches my eye and I am scrolling and scrolling. There are lots of amazing quotes I am going to read the next quote that I see, whether it catches my eye or not. And something just came in, and it actually caught my eye a little bit, and it's from Spiritual Wisdom, and it reads as follows, learn to sit back and observe. Not everything needs a reaction. That was interesting. And I really like that quote because when you compare that to your goals, so let's say you've come to the part where you actually wrote down your goals you actually because that's an effort and sometimes it's hard even to even write it down. So the fact that you've written it down, that's amazing and and that takes a lot of work mental work too because you're you're actually organizing your mind of, of how what it is you actually like in your and you're materializing them into words. So sometimes it's like we have um, we have feelings that we and emotions, but we can't put them down to words. So the fact that you did that, I say you should applaud yourself. How how that is uh, tied down is uh, to the quote is that. When you have it, when you have all the goals completed, then you can actually really look at the goals and think to yourself, is it really what I want? Or was it what I just wanted at the time? So you can actually delve into and really uh, look at goals. So that's my opinion of how I can compare it But sit back and observe, but another way I could look at that quote from the perspective of, of a goal is the word that I just said perspective so I was reading an article with, re- with regards to perspective and it talked about reasons why uh, getting into radical action is not happening so if we can concentrate on what's not happening then perhaps that will be a fuel for radical action to happen. So here's an article it's from The Matrix. Interesting. It's a blog actually From it's IQma- iqmatrix.com but I will post this for you and it's entitled how to develop a solid plan of action for goal achievement. And there is a quote from Benjamin Franklin, and it reads as follows. If you fail to plan, you are planning to fail. That was powerful. And that goes to the example that I said on the last podcast, for example, with lawyers. Lawyers plan before going to court. They plan 90% of their time on the case. And the 10% remaining is when they actually execute the plan of action. So I'm going to read this article to you. I'm going to skim down to the most important parts that I find important and hopefully that they will help you in actually executing your goals. So here we go. You need to plan because planning provides you with control over your outcomes. It provides you with a sense of certainty and confidence that your desired goals can and will be achieved. And it is this confidence that propels you forward through the challenges and problems that you might face along the way. To test this theory, take some time to outline a goal that you would like to achieve? Then ask yourself the following set of questions. Number one, can I start working on this goal right now? How? Number two, can I maintain working on this goal in both the short and long term? Number three, how much of this goal is under my direct control? So I'm going to stop for a moment. You'll notice that the questions are starting to be asked. The questions of what we learned in 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 grade school. The who, what, where, when, why. The five is it the five Ws? Who, what, where, when, why, and how. And that applies everywhere, especially if you're a journalist, a reporter, even a lawyer, uh, IT. Media, everything, every, even setting goals, who, what, where, when, why, how. And speaking of goals, let's get back to the article. (laughs) So, next question. How much of this goal is under my direct control? Next question. What factors of this goal are somewhat within my control? Next question. What must I do to bring these un- things under my control? So, there are a few more questions, but if you get, uh, if you look at the article, you'll, you'll see most of these questions in depth. And basically, the, the, the purpose of these questions that I just shared with you is to provide you with a rough foundation for a plan of action for the attainment of your goal. So, it might, of course, not, not seem like a plan, However, a plan is really something that's measurable and that provides you with a direction. So measurable actually came from that word, if you recall in the last podcast, I talked about the word SMART, the acronym SMART. So M was measurable and S was specific. M was measurable. A was, I think, action, take action. R was, is there, I think reasonable, reasonable time, and T was time specific. So here, it talks about a a sense of, of measurable, of measuring, sense of measurement. And that, because you have a plan that has something of measurement that's measurable, that would provide you with a direction. And that's what those questions really do. They they just provide you with a sense of direction. A map, per se, of sorts that, that guides you to your treasure. Which makes sense because it's a plan. Right? You have a business plan, which that is a good start, especially for those that would like to start a business. A business plan, an executive summary and such so that could be part of your goal if you want to do a business one day and then from that goal uh, I also mentioned about brainstorming and uh, breaking things down so you could break down that goal even further even though you said start a business you could branch that off and what is it that needs to be started for a business? So you get the five W's, which who, what, where, when, why, how, and then the eight, the how. So how will you start the business? Okay, start with a business plan. What's in the business plan? You have the executive summary and such. Do you want investors in the future? Do you want it to eventually be an IPO? There's so many questions. Angel investors, type of uh, elevator pitch, which means, Elevator pitches uh, where you ha- you do like a, between a 30-second and a three-minute pitch of what you want to do to get funds. Um, and then they have slide decks of sample elevator pitches from uh, Uber that you could grab. So there's so many uh, levels. I'm actually going to do a segment on entrepreneurship because I'm actually... Trying to get on that road. And for those of you who would also like to start a business, this is a perfect time because I can also share with you my journey on how I am trying to start a business. So if you're at that same time, we could do it together. So I will do a segment of what I've learned thus far on the basics of a business. So here we go. Anything goes on this podcast. I just figured out a topic for the next, hopefully the next session. I was going to delve into leadership, but I'm still uncomfortable on that topic. (laughs) So perhaps the journey of entrepreneurialism. Let's do that. Okay, so the article continues on where... Uh, so basically, so with respect to the questions, I just wanted to quickly say that it's it's it would be akin to having that that the knowledge that this uh, of that so that you have an understanding of how to get to the plan, and it's and as as just like the treasure map that was previously mentioned, it's just like having a map in your hands that you can actively follow and and use to get to to your treasure. So, at the end, planning is all about encouraging moving forward. So, yes, of course, you might at times need to take a couple of steps back. That's great. That's fine. As I mentioned in my my podcast, don't feel embarrassed to, to start from basics. And... It's, and planning is not something that you just do something at the spur of the moment. It's, it, it, it comes with a little bit of thought and attention to detail. So, for example, your plan must be congruent with your personal standards, your values, and your beliefs. And there is no point in creating a plan of action that you don't even believe in, really. There's there's no point in creating a plan that is not consistent with your values. Because, I mean, I'll tell you now, your priorities will be out of sync. And you're going to struggle in following through with your actions. I have been a culprit in that very many times. So, there are... certain, uh, there are a lot more points here. So, if if you want to take a look at this article, I think you will be happy with it. But I wanted to delve more into the plan of action. So, before putting your plan into action, it's recommended that you run through what's called an ecology ch- ecology check. It's a life coaching term. Interesting. This is the first I've heard. It's like like the ecosystem, like ecology. Check, C-H-E-C-K. Interesting. And this term is used for the purposes of checking the likely effects of change. So in other words, you are searching for the effects that achieve this goal that you'll have on your life. And as you work through this process, keep in mind both the positive and negative consequences of achieving this goal. Consider also the time and effort that will be required on your part to achieve this goal and how that might affect other aspects of your your life. So you can ask yourself questions such as who will be affected by this outcome? How might others be affected by this outcome? Uh, What must I sacrifice in order to achieve this outcome? What must I sacrifice in terms of my time, my effort, my resources, etc. So there's some questions, more questions here that you could also take a look at in this article. And basically, after going through that so-called check, you would now realize that pursuing this goal might not be in your favor and may not be in your best interest very interesting so this to me sounds like a goal check if it's righteous for you I guess if it's in the best interest for you so they call it an ecology check interesting it also mentions that at the same time, that goal, it it could be for you. However, you would have to have some modifications or just simply just need to set another goal that will be more consistent with your life and your circumstances. So, interesting. This is quite uh, a long article, but it, it's nice. It's good. I like it. I'm going to post it. I've mentioned that. It also mentions to plan with a purpose. So whenever you plan, you must plan with a purpose. Interesting. It's mentioning that the plan with the purpose, that it has to have concrete deadlines in place. So for those of you that did not hear the last podcast I mentioned a story of this uh, famous social media influencer and he s- mentioned that in high school he was so detail oriented and exactly uh, on his goal about what he was going to be and he mentioned you know I'm going to be a paramedic at this intersection at this paramedics uh, and I'll be going to this hospital and it happened it manifested so deadlines and concrete and he asked actually set set a deadline and it happened and it was concrete so you know be very mindful what you write down it could be also be scary too how could how it could be so inherently just absolutely evidentiary like on point just perfectly done it's it's so if you do negative if you write down negative things about yourself I hope that doesn't manifest and then also mentions to understand your limits of course we all have limits for example we would ask you know what knowledge and experience am I lacking that I might need to achieve this outcome I'm going to stop right there with that question. Let me tell you right now, my goal, one of my goals is to open a side business. I actually want to open two. I'm very ambitious right now. <laughs> I'd like to open two. And I don't feel that I have enough knowledge and experience. And I am lacking. And so, hence the... the uh, the courses that I'm taking and tr- trying to, uh, you know, get some volunteering in it or working in that industry, which I have so so far. And so that is a good evaluation for you. Then you want to talk about money. So what about my funds? Do I have enough funds to bring all this to fruition? Now that's a good it's good to start setting up an Excel spreadsheet and setting up a budget and that's what Uber did they did a budget uh, so that they could really know how much they could ask for investment so every company even billionaires millionaires they all have a budget so set out an Excel spreadsheet this is actually pretty interesting I'm gonna I need to do that I don't, I don't have an Excel spreadsheet, but I am going to reread this article and I'm going to have an Excel spreadsheet. I do have it for my personal life, but it's a good idea to do this in the business, of course, and definitely if you're an entrepreneur, I'm, I'm almost certain that they have Excel spreadsheets. Let's see what else we have here. There's a lot of questions that you have to ask yourself here. How could I bring my expenses down? Well, now with the crisis, we're talking entrepreneurial now, for an example. This is a goal for me. I'll bring you this as an example. Uh, you know, a lot of people are going digital, so I know that they have virtual offices, so I could bring my expenses down by seeing if I could use my place as a, as, an, as a business address if I'm allowed. So, I would have to research. So, if this is what you want to do. So, if you want to do a side business and if you want, if you're able to work from home or work remotely, see if you can use your place of uh, where you live as a home address. And if not, see if you can find a virtual office with a virtual address. Uh, preferably I don't know if P.O. box is good you would have to research if you're able to accept parcels from a P.O. box because I know that from my experience in Canada I had a virtual office and it was not P.O. box it was a suite number but uh, they had said to me that they had problems in the past there were problems in the past with people who had a P.O. box but that that could change and that's probably maybe it's different from each country so find out. So with respect to expenses. That's that's that could be a good expense. So you don't have to pay for office space as much. They have virtual offices where you could pay by the by the hour, by the month. And they have uh, services there too. So It also talks about the 80/20 principle. The 80-20 principle states that 20% of your actions will result in 80% of your desired outcomes. Likewise, 80% of your actions will result in 20% of your desired outcomes. Very interesting. So, in order to ensure that your plan of action is built upon the foundations of the 80-20 principle, ask yourself the following set of questions. What are the 20% of activities and tasks that will get me 80% of the results that I am after? Where and when must I slot these tasks into my plan of action? Where will I schedule them? And lastly, How will I ensure that I stay focused on the tasks until they are completed? So these 20% of tasks are the big giant rocks and the other 80% of tasks are the little, little pebbles. So first you must get the big rocks out of the way before dealing with the little rocks, the little pebbles. And only in this way will your plan of action be optimized to its full extent. Interesting, isn't that? So we basically need to have the discipline to stick with the plan without succumbing to distractions. So you need the patience to work through difficult situations. And that's the thing, patience. Shout out to Guns N' Roses, (laughs) Patience, supporting artists. You need the persistence to overcome obstacles. And you need to be flexible to alter your course of actions when unexpected situations or scenarios arise. So in essence, the mindset required to bring your plan to fruition is really that. And so there's one more thing that i like to say about this. And what I want to say is that in order to determine if you have the necessary belief So basically, you need to believe in yourself. You need belief in yourself and and, in your own ability that you, you need to believe that you can achieve this outcome. Because without believing in yourself, you will crumble the moment something does not go your way. So in order to determine if you have the necessary belief to achieve your desired outcome, I want you to take now the time to read these following statements to yourself. I deserve to achieve this outcome. I can achieve this outcome. This outcome is achievable and possible. I'm gonna read it to you one more time and I want you to silently repeat it to yourself. I deserve to achieve this outcome. I can achieve this outcome. This outcome is achievable and possible. So if after reading through these statements, you feel confident and comfortable internally, then this suggests that you do have the necessary beliefs in place to follow through on your plan and achieve this outcome however there's always the however right if if you if while reading through these three statements that you felt somewhat uncomfortable and doubtful, then it's very possible that you might have some limiting beliefs in place that might prevent you from moving forward. And in that case, um, there will be strategies on how to overcome limiting beliefs. And there's actually a recommendation from this article that's saying that um that uh that if you feel doubtful and uncomfortable after reading those statements that they rec- that this article is recommended to be read called how to overcome limiting beliefs. And it's the interlink from from the matrix when you article, when you first click on the article, you'll see this one. It'll it'll basically talk about uh like a quick exploration of your belief system, so I just quickly uh, went into this this link, and the name of the article is called The Complete Guide on How to Overcome your limiting beliefs and it- co- it also uh comes with a with a quote It's not the quote that I'm going to leave you with, but I'm going to leave you with this quote that this article is going to leave you with. <laughs> And it's read, it's by Anthony Robbins, yes, very influential, and, he, and it reads as follows. It's not the events of our lives that shape us, but our beliefs as to what those events mean. That is very true, that is very, very true. I, I agree with Anthony Robbins. Anthony Robbins, shout out to Anthony Robbins. So, a quick guide, a quick exploration of your belief. I'm going to read a little bit about this. So, for those of you that are doubtful about about the three statements and having some doubts, let's let's delve into this article. And this is just for this is for you. So, beliefs are conditioned perceptions that are built upon old memories of pain and pleasure. These memories are based on how we have interpreted and emotionalized our experiences over time. By attaching ourselves emotionally to people, events, and circumstances, we effectively build the foundations of our belief systems. These belief systems are therefore, nothing more than psychological rules or commands to the nervous system that shapes your thoughts and filters your experience of reality. And it is these commands that influence what you will consciously delete, distort, or generalize as you go about your day. Beliefs are essentially assumptions that we make about ourselves about others and about how we expect things to be in our world. We have all these theories, ideas, and explanations about how things are and how they ought to be. Likewise, we make all these conclusions about life and about other people, all of which help us make better sense of the world. In other words, we use beliefs as anchors that help express our understanding of the world around us. How very interesting of an article. It even talks about how belief is actually created. And it says that over a lifetime, your beliefs are ingrained into your nervous system due to repeated situations that prove their legitimacy. So throughout your life, you collect facts, evidence, and references, such as, hmm, maybe this article. (laughs) Uh, So let's see what it says. You collect facts, evidence, and references that help you form your idea of reality. Over time, you build up more references through the use of your imagination, through the knowledge you acquire, through personal experiences, and through influence of your peer groups. These references help you form ideas about things. And eventually some of these ideas turn into opinions that are backed by more certainty and emotional intensity. Interesting. It mentions that eventually over time you reach a certain stage in the evolution of each belief where it becomes so deeply ingrained and rooted in your nervous system that your expectations can no longer be changed. And that is essentially the stage when a belief turns into a conviction. That is very interesting of how conviction is created. It's mentioning here that there are no available references to lay down foundations for a belief. And that faith is what people turn... That faith is merely a belief about something that has insufficient real-world references supporting it. You have faith because you desperately want to believe something. Yes. And when you desperately want to believe something, you will ignore the facts of the situation and instead use your imagination to help you. Create the references you need to support that belief. I'm going to stop for a moment. I recall uh, a quote from the last episode. And it talked about. Imagine imagine finding someone that you wanted. Falling in love with someone. And being with that person for the rest of your life. But. What I got from that quote was imagine. So imagination plays a key point with goals and goal setting, and also with a plan of action. So it's 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 it all starts stems with that perhaps. So I'm just scrolling down, and I'm just curious to see. I'm going to read this on my own time most definitely. Uh, then it talks about how much strength does a belief have, as well as types of beliefs that we have and in classifications of beliefs, such as cultural beliefs, uh beliefs that express your willpower. Ooh, interesting. Here it's got unconscious beliefs. Now that would be something interesting to dive deep to. Dive deep in unconscious beliefs. I-, I wouldn't even know where to start because is there a place to start? <laughs> so let's see where else they have. It, it even talks about beliefs being broken down into three distinct parts, which are psychological rules, global beliefs, and convictions. And then actually delves into those three. Uh, very, uh, very deeply with some questions so a quick psychological rule here, let's see psychological rules dictate the decision you would make in a situation is a hidden and potentially limiting belief. And that belief could be, for example, I am not good enough to do this, or I do not deserve to be successful, or I am a failure. So those are... Therefore, your rules might be, Number one, I should never do anything I'm not capable of doing. Number two, I must never take a risk that is beyond my ability. As a result of one or more of these beliefs, you have subsequently chosen to procrastinate. Ah, procrastination. Yes, that's another thing with with a goal killer, is procrastination. Let's see what this says. As a result of one or more of these beliefs, you have subsequently chosen to procrastinate instead of taking the necessary steps to secure this account. What is significant about this is that your psychological rules influenced the decision you ended up making. So in other words, your perception An interpretation of what gives you pain and pleasure affected the end outcome. Your rules prioritized short-term pleasure over long-term pleasure. And this directed you to avoid short-term pain. And even though that short-term pain could potentially bring you long-lasting pleasure if you secured the account. Wow. Very interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting, yeah. I agree. If you say, I, I don't have what it takes to be successful, of course, you will manifest nothing. That is a psychological thing. So, that's as sounds to me here. My understanding here, but mind you, I'm scrolling, I'm not really reading it, I'm skimming through. Is that you're giving yourself negative toxic psychological rules to not do your goals so that you could procrastinate not so that you could well it turns into procrastination interesting so i'm wondering if this is like the foundations of procrastination of how it's actually evolved into it very interesting then it goes down to global beliefs i am this life is that people are this people are that And convictions are the strongest beliefs and are often immune to logic. They are beliefs that have the highest unwavering certainty, commitment, and dedication. They are beliefs that you have built over a lifetime that have a tremendous amount of references supporting them. Convictions each of them support this belief and build the foundations of your conviction. Moreover, the amount of emotion, time, energy, and thought that you have invested in these beliefs over a lifetime makes them virtually indestructible. Very interesting. Okay. So, how to identify limiting beliefs. So, to achieve your goals, you will need to align certain fundamental psychological principles. Your goals must, of course, align with your life's purpose, with the six human needs with your core values with your self-concept and they must also align with your belief systems I'm just going to stop for a moment I'm curious what the six human needs are Um, notice it doesn't say alien needs what are the what are six alien (laughs) if there are aliens (laughs) out there if there are Pleiadians out there (laughs) who knows what is out there so I just searched six human needs shaping your life. I'm just curious, i just curious, I'm scrolling, again it's, it's interlinked, so you can interlink with this from the original article. Class one behavior, interesting, they class our behavior. Feel good, are good for you, are good for others, serve the greater good, behaviors. Class one behavior is typically characterized by actions that concurrently lead to both short and long-term pleasure. Okay, class two behavior. Okay, so I am digressing. I digress. So let us go back to what I... Okay, so I basically wanted to finish off with this last statement for those that have doubt uh, and that don't have confidence in themselves. I, I really hope that you do. I really, really do hope that you have the confidence and have the mindset to succeed, that you will succeed in whatever you do, whatever goal you choose, whatever whatever you want to do. Even for the day, for your personal self. And self care. I want to remind you to have self care. And so I am going to leave you now. Yes, unfortunately. With a quote, because I wanted to, I actually wanted to, I'm scrolling from this article still, the original, the, the one, no, from the one for those that are doubtful, I wanted to, I, I, I saw some steps f- to have, for those, to, to have a belief in yourself, and It's a lot to read, but it's good. This is a great article. This is really great. There are five, I believe, more than five steps. So basically, I'll just quickly... uh, How to transform your limiting beliefs. So once you identify what your limiting beliefs are... For example, I'm not successful enough. I'm not good enough. This and that. I don't have what it takes. That's where most people stop and then they don't do their goals and they don't they don't live their life purpose because it's 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 self-fulfilling prophecy. And they think that having an awareness will encourage them to think differently about their lives. And you know, there is undoubtedly some truth to this. But being aware of your beliefs will indeed encourage you to think differently about them. And a significant amount of these references probably have a lot of emotional investment behind them. So let's quickly go through the steps. So by being receptive, so before I go to step one, just be receptive and just be willing to adapt to changing conditions. So remember when I talked about adaptive challenges, the word adapt so just things will always change change is constant so just train your try to train yourself that you're willing to be open to change. That's just to, just be open first before you adapt before you or like know that you have to accept it. Just acknowledge, be aware that there's a change happening. So step one, choose your desired outcome. That will help you gain clarity about what it is you would like to change. Step two, question your limiting beliefs. Question everything. Because your limiting beliefs are only as strong as the references that support them. Because remember, these references were only once ideas that became opinions and then later became together to form your beliefs. So as such, they're not real. Of course, for you, they're real, but that's your perspective. So think of perspective in that with goals as well. Change your perspective and opinion about them, about your beliefs, and you'll likewise throw doubt on your limiting beliefs. You'll, you'll, you'll throw doubt on them. And that's precisely what you're going to do right now. You're going to throw doubt upon these beliefs from all possible angles. So here are some questions to get you started on this process. This list will hopefully help you to get going, but you should certainly add your own questions, as obviously as you move through this process so for example is this belief really that accurate another question have I always believed this and why here's another question for you what evidence is there that disproves the limiting belief so go through these questions there are about five or six of them and there's and there's also some more steps but because I am, I've promised myself that I would complete something before a certain time, I have to let you go. But I will post this article for you, and I really hope that you are able to uh, go through it. You know what? Here, let me just continue the steps here. So, you know what? <laughs> Anything goes on this podcast. So, step three was consider the consequences of your limiting beliefs. Step 4 choose a new empowering belief to adopt. So make sure that this new belief is believable because if it's not then unfortunately you're gonna fail to condition it into your psyche. So you could ask a question like what would this person likely believe while in pursuit of this goal? you could uh, basically you could ask yourself from a third person's perspective or you could say what would this person believe about themselves something like that so go through the questions there are, there are all, there are about 5 or 6 of each in each step um it's a lot it's a lot you got to give yourself time <laughs> i'm just laughing because i've also read that time does not exist um so there's another step step six did i go to step five step five strengthen your new empowering belief yes we did that step six make a firm decision about what to change so you must have the necessary commitment self-confidence, and motivation to make the required changes stick. So you would ask yourself questions such as, what's my commitment level to make this change? How motivated am I to make this change? Do I feel confident that I can successfully make this change? Step seven, we're almost there. (laughs) Step seven would be progressively condition your new belief. So you can actually use the process, for those that know, it's the process of visualization um, manifesting. So my, my understanding of, of the process of vis- visualization. And there's a link too, as well. You know, I could be doing this podcast all night because there are links within links. And I bet there are an infinite amount of links <laughs> within links. But visualization um you know visualizing your life of how it will be 20 years from now but replaying it as if you're living it now in the present moment i'm tempted to click on on what it says (laughs) aren't you aren't you curious Are, are you curious to know what it says i'm curious so you know what i'm gonna click on that Anything goes on this podcast and then I promise I will go. So step seven, progressively condition your new belief. Right, as I said. Step eight, make room for this new belief in your life. It's time now to make the necessary changes to your values, your environment, your thoughts, your language patterns, etc. Everything must align to support your new empowering belief. If congruities exist or conflicts are still present then you'll probably find it difficult to adopt this new belief. But for this very reason you must make the necessary changes to allow for successful transition to happen. So you would ask yourself a question such as how must my thoughts and perspectives change to match this new belief? Or And uh, you can also ask, do I need to develop some new habits and or or, uh, uh, or must I change my environment to match this new belief? So things like that. Step nine, begin using your new empowering belief. And then there are concluding thoughts which I follow, always find interesting. It summarizes the whole art article. It's basically mentioning that, you know, it's it's you don't just go through this process once and then you forget about it. It's an ongoing process of steps that we must revisit time and time again. So an example is, is with Stephen King, the prolific writer, how I mentioned in the last podcast that even Mr. King still attends basic writing classes. And it's always good to to go back to the basics and to the foundations because sometimes there are things that you miss. So, and and I'll I'll let you know like I, I never really thought about this as being an ongoing process either. So, I'll I'll make a note of that, and this is a really great article. I really hope that you have the time and effort to uh, go through this article. And I am scrolling up. I am ascending up, up, up to a link (laughs) called process of visualization I just want to see and it's not allowing me to go in uh, here it says how to use visualization to achieve any goal you can imagine and there is a link uh, excuse me there is a quote by Alfred A. Montaper and it reads as follows to accomplish great things, we must first dream, then visualize, then plan, believe, act. Interesting. I am scrolling and talks about visualization holding the key to improved performance. Did you know that visualizing a skill or action in advance is almost as powerful as physically performing that action? Wow, no. I I I I, I didn't even know this. Let, let's see what this says. Brain studies have revealed that our thoughts actually produce the same mental instructions as actions. What this means is that how we mentally rehearse something in our minds bracket through the process of visualization bracket impacts many cognitive processes in the brain including motor control, attention perception, planning, and memory. In other words, your brain is stimulated in exactly the same way when you are physically performing an action as when you are visualizing that same action. Therefore, visualization provides the same value as the physical act of doing something. How very interesting. I read about that before and i'm reading about that now seeing is believing the power of visualization i am going to see if i can attach this as i'm going to bookmark this page and i'm going to add it to the podcast 17 ways to use visualization to enhance your life would you like to know 17 ways to use visualization to enhance your life? <laughs> I bet you do. Alright. I will, I, will, I will list them only. But I will not go into detail. Because I have to. Have to go. Because I am of integrity. When you say you're going to do something. So for those of you that have a podcast, a YouTube show, anything, a retreat, just keep your clients in the loop. And I would love to go on a retreat. I would love, love, love to go to Costa Rica on a spiritual retreat and meet that person. That would be amazing. And so I'm scrolling on the 17. Interesting. So each, each one is actually broken down into steps. So very interesting. I will tell you one. Enhancing your perceptions. Visualization can also be quite effective in helping you enhance your perceptive awareness and observation skills. And This article tells you how uh, the steps to make this happen. So step 1, step 2, step 3 So the first step is to sit in a quiet place and spend a few minutes simply observing your surroundings. Step two is you would close your eyes. So let's just quickly try that. So let's sit in a quiet place. As a book just drops down on the floor. (laughs) And as, okay, well, you know, maybe this, maybe it's just not good right now, but in your own time, see if you can sit in a quiet place and spend a few minutes observing your surroundings the second step is you close your eyes and you recreate the surroundings in as much detail as possible in your mind's eye make sure that you pay particular attention to the fine details the colors the textures of everything that you observed within the first step yes the third step You know, I could be here all night. (laughs) Repeat the process until you can remember and recall every detail of your surroundings. So, basically when you perform this visualization daily, it will help you become much more aware of the fine details around you while you go about your day. Improving your self-esteem. You can use visualization as an effective tool to help you feel better about yourself and thereby being more competent and capable in the real world. So again, three steps to make this work. Again, you would close your eyes and imagine standing in a large empty room. The second step is one by one, you visualize someone you personally know entering this room. They walk up to you and either congratulate you, compliment you, or acknowledge your work and your efforts. Step three is once the room is full of people, you visualize yourself mingling with everyone and talking about your accomplishments. Be sure to thank them for their support and valuable feedback. So, you can, of course, you could modify this visualization technique. You don't, ha- it doesn't have to be that. You could include role models. You could, you can have mentors in there. You can have people, you can visualize people giving speeches about how much they appreciate and value you. So, it's, it's, so just remember, it's, it's the little things. You're concentrating it, you know, this is all about the little things. For you, it might it might not be about the huge accomplishments, but rather about the small and the seemingly insignificant things that make you who you are. So it's these things that should be acknowledged. So building up your self-esteem is not a quick process. this you know this this could be a podcast in and of itself just about self esteem visualization that you're that you have confidence and then very interesting isn't it and next we have relaxing your mind and your body so visualization can be used quite effectively when you're under intense pressure or heavy stress in fact when you whenever you experience a difficult emotion, you can use visualization to help calm your body and your mind. I'm going to stop right there. I had no idea. This is very interesting. So again, three-step process of how this can work for you. So if you experience this, if you want to relax your body and your mind, do this. Step one. You sit or you lie down in a quiet place where there's no distractions. And then you can play some tranquil music in the background to help you settle down into a deep state of relaxation. The second step is that you would breathe deeply and then you would count backward from 50 to 1. And then as you make this count, you start progressively relaxing every muscle in your body from head to toe. And then the last step, is that once you're fully relaxed, you would transport yourself in your mind's eye to a personal sanctuary. And there you would find everything that makes you feel calm, serene, and happy. So once you're, uh, so those are the three steps. So once you're within this personal sanctuary, you can take this visualization in a number of directions. So for starters, you can enjoy the peace and the harmony of the moment or you can potentially you can use this place to uh, affirm your goals, objectives, values and priorities. Or potentially maybe a mentor awaits you there. Use this time to chat with them about your problems and potential solutions for resolving them. Very, very interesting blog, it says. It's a blog from the Matrix, IQ Matrix. There's more that talks about healing your body and your mind. And Earth Energy Visualization. Wow, I had no idea. Golden Ball Visualization. Wow talks about visualizing a golden ball of energy or light surrounding your body. Fireball visualization. That reminded me of an alcoholic fireball drink. Sorry. (laughs) That was an adult thing. Um, Used for purposes of helping you manage pain more effectively. Hmm, Interesting. Then there's Oh, this, I'm going to leave you with this one. This is, this actually tops what we were talking about this whole time. So, outlining your plan of action from a visualization perspective. So, I'm going to read this last one to you. And because it involves techniques to help plan the following day's work. And there are uh, steps. Oh, it's a lot. But it's great. It really is. So I'm going to skim through and I really hope that you're able to go through this. Anything goes. I'm really glad that anything goes on this podcast because I would never have known about this. So if you ever find yourself feeling overwhelmed or stressed, using visualization to lay out a plan of action can help you to calm down Stay centered and begin taking proactive action. The technique is best used at the end of your day to help you plan the following day's work. However, it can also be used throughout the day when you have about 10 minutes to spare. Here are three steps to make this visualization work for you. Step one, calm yourself down and just relax. Sitting down is probably a good idea as it will help you to mentally take a break from what you're doing. Step 2. Close your eyes and begin visualizing exactly what you would like to accomplish for the remainder of the day or for tomorrow. So visualize everything you will do in detail and ask yourself the following questions. What do I want? How do I want to feel? What specific actions do I want to take? How will I interact with other people? What obstacles will I potentially need to overcome? How will I overcome these obstacles? What do I ultimately want to achieve? So it's important that you fully visualize your answers to these questions. Step three, good planning is not about being stringent. It's rather about adapting to the circumstances life hands you. So it's important to affirm at the conclusion of the visualization because it says that the reality of life is that we are unfortunately unable to predict everything that happens to us so it's important that um, to affirm at the conclusion of the visualization that to say um, this or something better will come my way interesting So by affirming this, you're keeping your mind open to the possibilities. And as a result, you will be far more ready and willing to make adjustments when unexpected situations come your way. So no, this process certainly does not bring a foolproof plan, but it helps you to envision possible scenarios that might take place very interesting so I hope that you are able to look at this article because there are, there are quite more steps or like uh, it talks about enhancing visualization through the use of affirmations so when you have an opportunity uh, see if you're able to, to take a look at this article and on that note I am going to leave you with one last quote and I'm scrolling, and I'm scrolling, Mm, scrolling. Interesting. So this is from, I lost, I'm sorry, I lost the quote, (laughs) it happens, it happens, I, I press new posts on Instagram, and I am scrolling for a new quote, come on, let's see, let's see, the new quote, the new quote, okay, here we go. Something that catches my eye. (laughs) A lot is catching my eye, and I'm going to just, I'm going to just, uh, just choose. And here we go from spiritual homie, spiritual.homie. And it reads as follows. It's from the, it's actually from the law of attraction and it reads as follows. You will never speak to anyone more than you speak to yourself in your head. Be kind to yourself. That hits all levels especially to the progression of goals because ultimately you and only you are solely responsible of having your goals to go ahead or to have it at a standstill whether temporary whether temporarily or permanently. And on that note, I hope you have a great evening wherever you are on this planet. A great morning and a good afternoon.